Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. We live in a time when the Clinton body count is just a foregone conclusion. As court released details about the 2022 suicide of Bill Clinton aide Mark Middleton, who signed in Jeffrey Epstein seven out of 17 times when Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell visited the White House, Middleton also wrote on the Lolita Express as a Clinton liaison, those public details reveal he managed to tie himself to a tree with an electrical cord and shoot himself with a gun that didn't exist at the scene. It's obvious. There are zero repercussions for those in power, and the feeding frenzy by globalist parasites in league with the Clintons upon the American public is well underway. That's the problem. Here's the problem. That is why it is disturbing to the human fight-or-flight instinct when recent plane crashes carrying EPA scientists All five people on board worked for an environmental consulting firm. The plane took off from the Clinton National Airport around noon. A fire at the Y-12 National Security Complex in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, which is one of the nation's enriched uranium processing facilities. We process uh, materials in support of nuclear Navy mission. Train derailments and fires at manufacturing and food processing plants in Fayetteville, West Virginia, Gothenburg, Nebraska, Medley, Florida, and Bedford, Ohio, raise alarms causing the innocent populace, dubbed by the powerful as conspiracy theorists and deplorables, to do a double take. Mayor Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city? I'm happy to have this conversation. All right, y'all, so we are with the press secretary for Pete Buttigieg, and right now we are being told that we are not supposed to be filming. Again, we are here on behalf of the American public. There's no controlling of the amount of air that gets in there. That's why you saw all that soot. So it's not a controlled burn, because a controlled burn would have to be like in a furnace or in your car or some system where you control the fuel and in order the vinyl chloride and the amount of oxygen. So they didn't do that. So it's an uncontrolled burn. Who is responsible for these fires? Is it Soros Antifa, neo-Nazis, Mexican cartels, illegal aliens, Russians, or the Chinese, or a combination of all of them? One thing is for sure, they are increasing. And like the Clinton body count, it's getting sloppier. In Frankfurt, Pennsylvania, multiple law enforcement responded after an 18-inch pipe bomb capped at both ends, was removed for further investigation from the train tracks. And while the elites pushed for a digital ID prison planet system that they wanted implemented yesterday... People already live their lives digitally. The question is whether government and politics can catch up with that reality. In China, the government is already able to program what its citizens can and cannot spend their money on. And it seems like the West is paying attention. In nations like Sweden, South Africa and Canada, trials of programmable central bank currencies are already underway. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the 
power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. Crime scene, that is East Palestine, Pennsylvania, reveals more sloppy malice aforethought. My ID works by taking a camera phone and pointing it at a QR code. It provides valuable medical information such as allergies, breathing difficulties, or other conditions so you get proper treatment and care. My goal is to have 100% of our residents and the citizens we serve in the township uh, to have one of these and be working with them to make sure that we can treat them better and provide the best service that we can. There's a three-year plan to get my ID going across the village and make it available to all 4,700 residents. Were the Trump supporters that make up most of the population of East Palestine merely a targeted Agenda 2030 digital ID experiment? And was the density of organic farms, the Amish population, and food processing plants in and around East Palestine just another target? as Bill Gates and foreign interests buy up U.S. farmland. The food supply is obviously crucial. People, whoever controls the food and the energy and the money. And, and now at this point, if you're not prepping, you're, 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 you're somewhat foolish, actually. I hate to use that term, but let's just be realistic. Famines can happen suddenly or they can happen slowly. It's sloppy, and it's right in front of all of us. John Bound reporting. It's Friday, February 24th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. It's Friday, and we have a lot to talk about. We're going to open up the phone lines nice and early today. Take your phone calls throughout the show. We'll be joined by Jose Vega, who is the citizen journalist that we've showed uh, two videos of. He is on a a righteous crusade to demand accountability for the Nord Stream pipeline bombing from his own Democratic representatives, oversight over the administration, or some sort of just something, some investigation, some intervention, just something to at least slow down our headlong dive towards – nuclear destruction so very excited to talk to him he apparently lost his job over that and we'll talk to him about it At a certain point it gets a little absurd right it's one thing if and of course we oppose this too but you know you say something insulting to a group of people and you get fired well you don't want a company you know your company doesn't want to have somebody who represents them out there pissing off a huge swath of their customer base at least makes capitalistic sense but to fire somebody for trying to avoid nuclear war well it's a brave new world that we're entering into we'll talk to him about that and a number of other things talk to all of you folks about whatever is on your mind and cover all of the breaking news that has erupted since yesterday (laughs) it's it's another day another cascade of absurd nonsense let's get into it shall we here it is your daily dispatch all right here it is folks your daily dispatch for friday the 24th of february 2023 google tests blocking news content for some canadians alphabet's 
Alphabet Inc.'s Google is rolling out tests that block access to news content for some Canadian users. The company confirmed on Wednesday in what it said is a test run of potential response to the government's online news bill. The Online News Act, or House Commons Bill C-18, introduced in April by Justin Trudeau's uh, fascist government, laid out rules to force platforms like Meta – Facebook and Google to negotiate commercial deals and pay news publishers for their content. Quote, we briefly tested potential product responses to Bill C-18 that impacts a very small percentage of Canadian users. We run thousands of tests each year to assess any potential changes to search, a Google spokesperson said in an emailed statement to Reuters. The tech giant confirmed that the limited time tests, which impact a random sampling of less than 4% of the users in Canada, limit the visibility of Canadian and international news to varying degrees. So they're just so they're just announcing it now. They're just coming right out with it. Certain people will be blocked from certain news, but it'll be all opaque and vague and arbitrary, and you won't actually be able to tell whether your news is being blocked or filtered or you know determined whether you get to see it or not. Remember, Google was doing with, these, with doing this with the Dragonfly project, and uh, actually had to stop doing it because they, of course, were working on a program to censor news in communist China, and frankly, that flew in the face of everything we as Americans love. Freedom of speech, open conversation, whistleblowing on the government, sort of things that built our country. Uh, But now not only is Google probably still doing it for China, they're doing it for Canada as well. Or as I like to call it, American China. China West, Canada. Really just uh, just incredible. And again, you know, just about about four times a day, I just see flashes of that video that we showed in January during the uh, World Economic Forum Davos meeting where you had Peter Thiel's partner talking about how the Palantir program Gotham had single-handedly stopped the rise of the right wing in Europe. And you just think this is what they're making public. The, the censorship that they're making public now – it's just the tip of the iceberg, the amount of intervention that's being done by unsavory corporations with malicious intent to direct well, we built PG the entire world in the direction that they want to go. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, moving on, it is – this is it, folks. Today's the day. It's been one year since the war in Ukraine broke out. One year. What a year it's been. Half of Ukraine depopulated. Hundreds of billions of our tax dollars sent into that murderous quagmire. Russia basically achieving everything they've set out to achieve and Zelensky cavorting around the world like a greedy little gremlin. It's amazing how fast a year flies. And so we have some uh, news on that front. China calls for an end to sanctions against Russia and a ceasefire in Ukraine. China on Friday called for a unilateral sanctions uh, – called for an end to unilateral sanctions and other economic weapons targeting China uh, – targeting Russia as part of a new diplomatic push to defend Beijing's position on the war in Ukraine. The 12-point proposal about how to end the conflict was issued by the Chinese foreign minister – on the first anniversary of Russia's invasion and mostly rehashed longstanding positions, but it reflects a newly proactive stance as China's diplomats try to show that they are working towards a political settlement and rebuff concern that they may soon provide direct support for Russian President Vladimir Putin's war efforts. We have that document. We'll show you those 12 points, uh, that 12-point plan, the 12-point 
proposal that they have. We'll get into it. But again, this is just another data point along with a bunch of others that we'll get to today of the increasing fractionalization, uh, factionalism that's taking place across the world as Israel is basically on the cusp of all-out war with Iran. Iran is tying itself closer to Russia. Russia and China are strengthening uh, their agreements while NATO is being led like a uh, sheep to the slaughter by their American masters. It's getting nasty out there. Here's the story I just mentioned, actually. Netanyahu preparing for attack on Iran's nuclear facilities. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has held top-level secret meetings in preparation for an attack on Iran's nuclear facilities, local media reported on Tuesday. According to Israel's Channel 12, Netanyahu met five times in recent weeks with his defense minister, Yoav Gallant, Chief of Staff Herzi Halevi, Halevi and other military figures to examine Israel's readiness for a possible attack on Iranian nuclear targets. Quote, the only thing that has ever stopped rogue nations from developing nuclear weapons is a credible military threat or credible military action, he said at a national security conference. He added a necessary, a necessary convention, uh, condition and often a sufficient condition is credible military action. The longer you wait, the harder that becomes. We have waited very long. Uh, this decision was shared with U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Well, I'm telling you, it's just, you know, American – at this point, at this point, American uh, representatives, there's like the angels of death. You know, they just – they show up somewhere where there's about to be some sort of conflict that they've probably started in the first place. And instead of doing anything to calm tensions, slow things down, work for peace, they just give the green light for all-out war, and that's that. Now, I saw a theory the other day that I think actually has some pretty uh, – powerful legitimacy to it, which is that the CIA and the, the powers that be really wanted Ukraine to become like white ISIS because obviously they, they're using ISIS soldiers in Ukraine. We saw a soldier with the ISIS patch on his shoulder in a video published by the AP uh, working as a Ukrainian, but I, I guess we can get into that later. I don't want to get too far off topic, but uh, it's an interesting theory. Meanwhile, uh, NYC billionaire financier Thomas H. Lee, 78, found dead of self-inflicted gunshot wound in his home. Uh, he was, of course, very, very good friends with uh, the Clintons. So two days, two mysterious suicides related to the Clintons. They're going for the high score, I think, in their uh, body count list, and it's horrifying. Oh, they, ch- <laughs> they change the- – they-, they keep doing this. They change this article on me because this is not what it was titled originally. The Atlantic has this story, how and when the war in Ukraine will end. That's not what they called it before. That's not what they used to call it. Originally, the title of this article was, The War in Ukraine Might Just Be the Beginning. We're just getting kicked off. One year into this purposeless, pointless, murderous exercise of futility, that might just be the beginning. They're just getting started. They're just revving up their engine the accelerator, ready to really floor it and just drive the whole world into chaos and rationing and total technocratic control. They're getting ready, folks. Are you? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I am. The cavalry has arrived. Ultimate bone broth is the strongest, highest quality chicken-based bone broth you're going to find with all of the effects for your joints, your bones, your muscles, your heart, but more importantly, your immune system. Everybody knows about grandma and chicken broth. 
Well, this is concentrated chicken broth, the strongest out there with chaga mushroom and a whole bunch of other ingredients like turmeric. The list goes on and on. This is definitely the strongest, best bone broth out there and your purchase supports the info war a 360 win if you've not experienced bone broth and even the regular ones have great effects believe me you want to get Infowars life ultimate bone broth at infowarsstore.com now it'll take an hour to tell you all the great stuff about it just go to infowarsstore.com read the facts there and then order some and you can't lose it's nutritive it empowers your body it's great for your immune system bones and joints and it funds the Infowar. so ultimate bone broth now back in stock at infowarsstore.com for 25 percent off I am extremely honored to be seen by the globalists as their number one enemy. I am blessed to know that our information is so hardcore that the enemies of humanity are obsessed with silencing us. They know the truth about their globalist operations is exposed. It's came over. And all over the planet, humanity is awakening and peacefully fighting back. And our main tool is free speech and the truth we promote using free speech. That's why when you share articles and videos from Band.Video or Infowars.com or Newswars.com, it changes the world. And that's why when you go to Infowarsstore.com and get amazing products that empower you and your body and your immune system and that of your family, you're also empowering the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. The fight starts at Infowars.com and the support of the fight starts at Infowarsstore.com. God bless and thank you all for your support. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. I've forgotten to put one of the uh, more informative in here from Vanity Fair I'm just continually amazed by the leftist ability to I, I, it's like you we almost need a phrase for it it's like manufacturing consent it's like you know manufacturing consensus or just like a just whatever the popular lie is like they almost have a sixth sense about it where like they do something that is horrible. Like something happens that is clearly their fault. They're the ones in charge. They're the ones who push for whatever it is. It's similar to, to the idea that I was talking about on Twitter. I don't think I ever talked about it on the show, but Alejandro Mayorkas was questioned about the uh, crisis at the border and he essentially said that it does it's not, it's not happening it doesn't exist but essentially i refuse to talk about it because this is it's just being used by the republicans as a talking point and it's like so they refuse to even acknowledge what they've caused they refuse to acknowledge the suffering that they've inflicted or the failure that is a consequence of their policies solely on the grounds that the other side is using it against them which this is what our combative, uh, combative Republican system is, a, is about. 
you ha- you propose a policy. If people like it, you put it into action. If it goes well, people will keep voting for you. If it doesn't, people will point it out, say, I have a better idea. They get voted in. You get peacefully removed. That's the point of our governmental system. That's what you're supposed to do. The opposition by the other side is is an integral part of that. It is a necessary part of it. And it's weird. So the term I came up with was uh, sub- subjective deflection. Subjective deflection, I, I, think, I think that describes it because they're deflecting. They're not actually answering the question. They're refusing to even acknowledge the problem that they've caused, and the only reason they're giving f- for that is because of who is talking about it. Because it's being talked about by the uh, opponents, they say, therefore, it's a, it's a political game they're playing, so we won't even a- address it. It's, inc- it's incredibly convenient, but I think it, it really only works perfectly when it's something like that, when it's clearly something they have caused. <laughs> and they'll do it to people who aren't even political, who are just talking about the fact that they've been negatively impacted by democratic policy. You just have to think about the parents that go to school boards, right? You don't know what the voting habits of the parents are. You just – the parents see their kid bring home cartoon porno one day and they go, what the hell is this? I'm going to go talk to the school board. And then the reaction is not to explain why the book is there and try to convince the parent because the school board actually thinks it's a good idea or to say, well, we never approved that. We're on your side. You know, We're going to get these books out of there. What they say is – Oh, this is it's an it's another right wing conspiracy, another right wing scam. Now they're they're, you know, playing this political game with our children's education. And the parent is just like. My child is talking about. Having sex with adults because you put a book in his library and told him to read it that told him like this has harmed us. Your policy has harmed us. I'm talking about it now and you won't even address it at all. Because you say it's political, because you project that politicalization on it, it's it's just unbelievably bizarre. But the, I, I'm not even talking like these are just the tactics that the left has used to just hurt people and get away with it, basically, basically just to fail and then to not even have to address their failure. It wouldn't even be that hard to address the failure. It wouldn't even be that difficult for Alejandro Mayorkas to be like. Oh, it's an overwhelming uh, flood of people, and you know, I'm in charge of the borders. So that's what we do, and yes, it's, it can be a little bit overwhelming, but we're doing our best. Like it, it wouldn't even be that hard to address the issues, but they have to do this subjective deflection. They have to do this. Well, because it's my opponent saying it, I therefore don't have to address it, and then they act like they're the – I'm above this. I'm above this fray, this political gamesmanship you're playing. No, you're you're a scumbag who hurts people, who puts in policy into place that destroys people's lives, and then refuse to justify it or even acknowledge the pain that you've caused because you're because you're bad because you're very bad people because your souls are are rotten, putrid, fetid husks of you know, what could be a human being. You're 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 worms. You're well, that's not fair. I don't know. I've never met a worm I didn't like. <laughs> I've never met a worm that wasn't just an innocent, frolicking little insect. No, these people are vicious and, and malicious, and and they do it on purpose, and they know exactly what they're doing. You know, all this is leading up to the statement that uh, Pete butted <sighs> Sneaky Pete. Somebody came up with the term Sneaky Pete. It sounds like a Trumpian uh, nickname. I don't know if it was Trump or not, 
but I'm just very glad I don't have to even try to say that last name again. I'm just going to call him Sneaky Pete from now on. <laughs> Sneaky Pete. <laughs> it's very it's very good. <laughs> it's not even that I don't necessarily know how to pronounce. I just don't like pronouncing his name. It's just an, it's just it's, it's gross. It's, I don't like the name. But we'll, we'll get to his response to you know the problem that he caused as um, transportation secretary. But the amazing thing to me, point of all of this, is that they almost like a hive mind. Like before it is, it's even technically possible for them to have all received this message, they all know it already. They all just latch on to something. Basically what happens is the left causes something. The Democrats cause some horrible conflict, chaos, and they know that it's them. But they're not going to acknowledge it. They're not going to justify it. They're not going to admit that it was their fault. So they, they go desperately looking around for either a reason why they don't have to care or a reason they can blame it on Trump and the Republicans. And as soon as they find that, they just go with it. It just becomes the NPC response. Like, you know, Simon says, or, or you know, some game where it's just every time you bring this up, they're just going to say it. They're all going to say it. They're all going to say the same thing. They're all going to repeat it verbatim. And it, it just doesn't matter in the slightest if it's true or false or anything. So with the Ohio train derailment, obviously it's under Biden. Biden's been in office for two years. It's part of a long line of increasing amounts of transportation disasters or near disasters. Trains derailing and planes falling out of the sky and gridlock that lasts for days in certain cases and power outages when there's no reason for that to be. I mean just infrastructure collapsing across the board. So it's just one example of that. So they know this. They see the train derailment. They go, ah, geez, this is totally our fault. And then they get the message. They get the signal. They receive it. I don't know where it's from. I don't know what demonic Wi-Fi signal they're all tuned into, but – they all say, well, this was Trump's fault because he allowed a, a, a law about train breaks to, be, to lapse in 2018. So because a, a regulation was done away with in 2018, five years later, this train crash can be ascribed to that rule change, even though it had nothing to do with the current train crash. So it doesn't matter how... Far from reality, the claim is. They all just say it. That's it. It's the end of discussion. They won't go any farther. They won't elaborate on it. They just say it's Trump's fault and move on. And we'll show you on the other side. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself, the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I don't know how they do it, folks. I really don't, I really don't know. Maybe, maybe the uh, callers can inform me, can enlighten me. Where, where are they getting these talking points? It's funny because the, the left wing will dismiss valid criticisms based on the fact that Republicans are saying it. They'll even act like a large amount of Republicans saying something, therefore makes it less true. Like the the more people that say it, the more evidence it is that it's some sort of um, scam. Like they can't – they cannot conceive of Republicans as just honestly having the best interest of people in mind. It's it's beyond them. They've been programmed to believe that you know nothing Republicans ever do is because they actually care about what's going on. The Donald Trump going to East Palestine, Ohio, is a, a, a great example of that. Right? I was actually I was going to show this the other day because uh, our good friend Ron Filipowski on Twitter was posting like collages showing. All these Republicans saying the same thing. You probably know what the what the thing was. Everybody was saying, can't believe Joe Biden is going to Ukraine before going to visit East Palestine, Ohio. Is that a talking point or is that just an obviously observable inconsistency when it comes to the purpose and function of the U.S. president? You know, so Republicans just point out obvious things like it's weird to have this major disaster in the middle of America and have the president, first of all, completely ignore it, not even mention it. The secretary of transportation, not even leave Washington, D.C. To, to see what's going on, like not even give the symbol of governmental oversight over some sort of catastrophe, which you would think would be like a something they would want to do to maintain their legitimacy as a government. Since the only purpose they're impaneled and empowered is to you know, provide for Americans the – organization and recovery efforts or defense that can't be handled on an individual basis and has to be the result of collective power. They don't care about that. They don't do that. And instead, they go to Russia to sign a $100 billion check and uh, wander around a fake war zone with fake air raid sirens going and and a fake president wandering around there. I mean, It's just an obvious observation. It's an obvious inconsistency. It's an obvious failure of the U.S. government to actually value or prioritize the American people over their own international warmongering agenda. But if Republicans point that out, then Democrats say, oh, see, this is just a Republican talking point. So they don't care. They just don't care. They don't feel the need to justify it. They don't feel the need to explain why this is the case. They say because because Republicans are talking about it, so because our enemies can use this against us, we therefore don't have to respond to it. It's just it's just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. Now, on the other hand, you've got Democrats who all say the exact same thing, but it's based on nothing. It's just a talking point that just goes out. Again, I really am fascinated by their ability to do this. It's it's practically supernatural. So the Ohio train derailment, the 
I'm gonna grab this story. Uh, the uh, biggest thing about this is that like the the thing that the signal that that's gone out, the talking point that has been embedded somehow through some metaphysical alchemy has appeared in the brains of Democrats across the country is that this was Trump's fault. This was Trump's fault because he changed a regulation or didn't add a regulation in 2018 to train brakes. Which is also – you ever feel like you're in a – I know a lot of people feel like they're in a simulation. How many times have you heard that the Trump train has no brakes? (laughs) It's almost it's almost it's almost weird. <laughs> like one of the main phrases of the Trump campaign that the Trump train has no brakes uh, is now being used as a legitimate, well, an illegitimate claim by the um, Democrats. Anyway, that's beside the point. Here's the story from uh, Vanity Fair, and th- this is how this is how like controlled their minds are. And again, I don't get it. And you see it on Twitter. You see it everywhere. If if this is ever brought up, in fact, we won't even start with that. We'll start with an example of this. We'll start with the clip of the uh, view. Do we have that one on here? Oh, shoot. I might not have pulled that in. Uh, Let's pull the the clip of the view. There's there's an article on Infowars.com that talks about it. And if we can pull that in soon, that would be great. I think I have the article here. Joy Behar suggests residents of East Palestine got what they deserved by voting for Trump. This is who you voted for. See, it's Trump's fault. So here's how the logic goes. It's Trump's fault that the train derailed. Okay, no, there's no evidence for that whatsoever, but we'll get to that. Because you voted for Trump, you deserve to have your entire town poisoned with vinyl chloride and you all potentially, you know, all the fish in the river deserve to die. All of the people in the town deserve to have their lives ruined, their businesses shut down, and their children infected with a carcinogenic poison. Joy Behar suggests residents of East Palestine got what they deserved by voting for Trump. That's who you voted for, they say. So, again, a lot of things embroiled in this, but it's the viciousness and the heartlessness and the savagery of the, of the Democrat mindset that is celebrating what's happening in East Palestine, like, you deserve it. Well, you deserve it. You voted for Trump. You voted for somebody that actually represented your interest and didn't treat you like dog crap on the bottom of their foot and inconvenience to be dealt with later, right? That's how all the Democrats, so they, they just treat people in middle America like absolute trash. Middle America is like, well, what the hell? We don't deserve this. We're going to vote for somebody that actually seems to like us. And then the Democrats are just like, oh, really? Oh, really? You're going to vote for Trump? Well, you know, have fun breathing chlorine for the next couple years. Have fun with all your pets dying. You deserve it. You voted against us. It's just these vicious bastards. It really is hard not to curse. Um, Let's go ahead and watch this. This is uh, Joy Behar on The View, essentially telling the residents of East Palestine, Ohio, they deserve it because they voted for Trump and this train crash was Trump's fault. None of which is true, but let's watch. Regulations for a second, because it seems to me that the Republicans are obsessed with this notion of the free market, and they don't like a lot of regulations because it means profit. When because, you deregulate, yeah. you get profit. But they, I know. Part of deregulation, for example, the, literally recycling talking crashes. points about Republicans that haven't been valid for and ten that's years. That's because the industry is highly regulated. We have to pay for regulations yeah, it, just, and safety standards. Biggest, Otherwise, where are we? We're all going to go up in flames. Norfolk Southern gives as much to Democrats as Republicans. It's a very powerful. Yeah. 
lobby that is trying to block regulation. And this train, to Sarah's point, two miles long with two full-time employees and a trainee on it. This and they didn't that even could wipe need out to an entire, because yeah. the last administration rolled it down to only one to having worker. One. They happened to have but two. One thing and I just want to say is I do think this was an unforced error by President Biden. It was 20 days before we had Secretary Buttigieg go down, 10 days before he put out a statement acknowledging it. Yeah. This is Trump country. He won by 40 points. It, it, he, won, he is a president for all Americans. I believe that, but he needs to show so that they, he is. But it was time for him to be. I don't know why they would ever vote for him because for somebody who, who, by the way, he placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's Literally chemical safety the office. Points. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump, who reduces all safety, he yeah. did. Do they those showed days. up at McDonald's and those voters yeah, saw something on the ground that yeah. probably it, resonates right. in a That's way. Yeah. We're, we're reaching, we're reaching my, my full capacity to absorb the view. That's enough of that. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, <laughs> it's like you can listen to a high pitch whine for only so long before it starts infecting your brain. Uh, they end that clip by saying, uh, this is Trump's fault. I really think it is. This is Trump's fault, she says. This is the talking point. Again, I'm spending so much time on this because I feel like it's it's like all of these different things with um, American domestic politics all rolled up into one. You've got them causing the problem, right? That goes directly in line with their overall agenda of total collapse, incompetency, failure, dependency. You've got them then claiming that complaints about their failure are attacks on them, that they're the real victims, and also they try to claim that the failures of theirs are actually the guy who left office two years ago because of the rule change he made five years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence that have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great fizzy magnesium product or whether it's down and out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
we'll get to the meat of the matter here. We'll explain the truth about Trump tra- uh, train safety regulations. We'll just completely abolish the leftist argument, which again goes goes something like this. Trump didn't allow some rule change five years ago that has nothing to do with the crash that currently happened, but because he didn't want to make a new regulation five years ago uh, that caused the train crash last week, two weeks ago, and therefore they don't have to care about it or do anything about it because the people that live around the disaster voted for Donald Trump. That's sort of how the argument goes. That's what has been planted in everyone's head. And as uh, Matt was pointing out during the break, even if that was the case, Biden's been in in the office for two years. He could have made the change if he wanted to. If it was that big of a deal, it wasn't. He didn't. Still his fault at the end of the day if this was such a big deal, but it it wasn't. It had nothing to do with it. That wasn't even the best point that I made. What was the point you made? Did I miss it? No, it's Jabba the Behar. Oh, yeah, yes. You also called and questioned her uh, fashion sense as well. I understand. <laughs> but the other, you know, the other point is, even if it was true, even if uh, it doesn't give you an excuse to ignore the disaster for 20 days before actually, so, or to deny FEMA assistance to the people, it doesn't give you an excuse of any of that stuff, even if it was because of Trump, even if it, but it's not. And we'll show you why, and we'll get to that. So here's the here's the Vanity Fair article that basically sums up exactly – it's sort of the perfect encapsulation of what I'm talking about. Vanity Fair says, Trump forgets to mention the train safety regulations he gutted during his visit to East Palestine, Ohio. We're sure it's just convenient oversight. Oh, we're sure it's just a uh, convenient oversight. See, they're very mad that he went to help East Palestine, Ohio. They have to for their own, I don't know, sanity, for their own – for the maintenance of their own warped political view, worldview, they have to believe that this was not somebody who actually cares about America being infuriated by the failure of our government and actually wanting to do something about it and use the power that he has as a, a media flashpoint to actually force the government to do something, which he did and which they have now done. He goes, then FEMA goes, then Pete Buttigieg goes because – Sneaky Pete, I should say – because he went, this is what he did. They can't have that. They are implying, obviously, that it was Donald Trump and his deregulation that caused all of this in the first place. They say, during a visit to East Palestine, Ohio, on Wednesday, Donald Trump accused the federal government of indifference and betrayal in the wake of the February 3 freight train derailment that resulted in residents in a one-mile radius being forced to evacuate. (laughs) That's what they say. Yeah, they were forced to evacuate. That's all. Yeah, they had to evacuate in a one-mile radius, but in about a thousand-mile radius, the uh, earth has been poisoned beyond repair. But don't mention that. He added that, quote, what this community needs right now are not excuses but answers and results. And throwing a bit of red meat to the right, again, nothing can be what it is. It all has to be some sort of political play, political gamesmanship to trick the rubes on the right wing. Or he's just telling the truth. He said he sincerely hopes that Joe Biden will have some money left over to deal with the disaster when he gets back from touring Ukraine. One thing Trump didn't mention, the train safety regulations he gleefully gutted as president. Because all of our articles have to be written like bitchy high school girls. 
Among the biggest relevant regulatory rollbacks Trump has conveniently remained mum over is the 2018 scrapping of a 2015 Obama-era rule requiring advanced braking technology on trains transporting particularly hazardous material. This is the rule change that all the leftists are pointing to and saying this is why we don't have to care about East Palestine. And then in the article itself, in the second paragraph, midway through, it says – Now, while it has been noted that technically the rule would not have required the Norfolk Southern train that derailed in Ohio to have such breaks, some believed it would have if not for Trump. So they admit in the article the rule change had nothing to do with the Norfolk Southern crash, nothing to do with the East Palestine crash. The train was not one of the trains that would have been affected by the rule change. It has nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it. It's like when somebody does a mass shooting with a pistol and they go, we have to ban assault rifles, just nothing to do with it at all. But it doesn't matter to them. It do, it, I don't know why it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter to them. It does not matter at all. The war in Ukraine is the same type of thing, right? It, this is why, you know, the joke is like to become a conspiracy theory, just ask why. Just ask why. A train derailed in Ohio. Why? Was it because the, the brake rule changed? No, it wasn't. So what's the real reason? What's the real reason it crashed? What's really the cause of it? That's all you have to do. Why are we at war in Ukraine? Because Russia invaded. Why? Oh, well. Oh, well, now you need to know about the 2014 Maidan revolution, blah, 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 right? So, but they can just ignore all of that. For some reason, they can just, they just get the signal that says, no, here's what we're blaming this on. Doesn't have anything to do with reality. Doesn't have anything to do with what's actually causing the issue. But as long as you invoke these words like a magical spell, you no longer have to care about your fellow Americans suffering or offer them solace whatsoever. Now, ironically, Rather than being five years ago in 2018, a moderate rule change that had nothing to do with what was going on. I don't know if everybody remembers three months ago, less than that, when the Biden administration uh, was in intense negotiations with the uh, trail workers union, uh, 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 train workers union rather. And you had articles like this. Political pawns, livid railway workers warn Biden's union agreement will definitely impact next election. Or this, rail workers speak out after Biden forces unions to accept deal. Quote, he turned his back. So, I mean, this was three months ago. This was about, you know, number of people on the trains, how much they had to work, how much they could work. So, you know, would be more directly involved in what occurred in uh, East Palestine. They don't even mention that. It's like they forgot it happened. It's a major news story in December of last year. Okay. So what actually caused all of this? It's not uh, really up for question. In fact, we had a train operator, train engineer, call in and tell us exactly what happened. And so we knew this. We've reported on this before. The mainstream media even mentioned the crash. We not only mentioned the crash but asked the question why and then answered it correctly, which was the failure of the hot box warning system to be appropriately utilized by those operating the train. So let's go to uh, clip number 12 here. The train was on fire for 20 miles, roughly 40 minutes before even reaching East Palestine, Ohio. They suspect a wheel bearing overheated. Let's watch. A train carrying hazardous chemicals that derailed in Ohio may have been on fire for miles before the incident. This security camera video from February 3rd shows what appears to be flames and sparks coming from one of the train's axles, according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. About 40 minutes later and 20 miles down the tracks, 38 cars from the train crashed off the tracks, with some erupting in flames that sent a black cloud of smoke high into the air. 
Hundreds of local residents were evacuated and kept away from the area for days as officials monitored air quality. We know that. Let's go to uh, clip number six relief. now. Here's the derailed train in Ohio at least 40 minutes before derailing. Some more information that will be repeat information for American Journal uh, viewers. Norfolk Southern a train passing by the hot box detector. There's a hot box detector designed to check the heat of rail car axles in this segment of tracks that should have alerted the crew. This would have required the crew to immediately stop the train. It's unclear if there was an alert from such a box, but even this isn't that even that is not an, uh, accurate. And here you see the train and you can actually see it is uh, on fire. You'll see it. So there's the fire under the train. So our tr- the train conductor and engineer that called in actually told us the reality of what happens. Every time you pass over one of these hot box sensors, it gives you an alert. It either says no problem or it says there's a problem, but it always gives you an alert. If there is no alert, then you should manually check or you should know that something is wrong. Uh, but it's not like, oh, it didn't alert. It should have. It's not like a fire, uh, you know, a smoke detector that just goes off when there's smoke. It's a smoke detector that goes off at a preordained location every time it either goes off saying there is a fire or there's not 99.9% of the time says there's not, but if there ever is, it's supposed to say there is. So that's what actually caused the problem. Nothing to do with the train brakes at all. Nothing to do with the rule change from Trump. Nothing to do with deregulation from Trump. Just nothing at all. But that's what every single leftist is saying now. Uh, Story's also a gateway pundit. Video shows Norfolk Southern train with axles on fire before derailment. Evidence suggests at least 40 minutes before that derailment occurred. That was all the way back on Valentine's Day, February 14th of this year that they published that. We'll finish up in the first five of of the next segment because I do want to show you the statement that Pete Buttig... Sneaky Pete made uh, (laughs) in East Palestine. Because it, it really just caps off this whole saga in a, in a most appropriate way. So we'll show you that on the other side. In the meantime, we're already through the first hour. I, I, it's honestly flown by. I have so many other topics to get into. But I really wanted to dig down on just the psychological uh, manipulation that's going on here to brush off and, and deflect subjectively. Subjective deflection on what um, they caused and the disaster that they have wrought on America. Uh, so we'll be back on the other side to finish up with that. In the meantime, go to InfoWarsStore.com. Get the prebiotic fiber. You should be getting at least 25 grams of fiber per day to remain in your best physical condition. Prebiotic fiber can help you get there in an easy and effective way. It's 40% off right now. Huge health benefits. InfoWarsStore.com. Go look, see what it'll do for you. We'll be right back. I've got some good news. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high quality full spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarsStore.com Watching the American Journal with your host, 
Watch live right now at band.video. Second hour has begun here on AmericanJournalInfoWars.com, band.video. Please share those links. So much great content at InfoWars.com, band.video, all the great segments, all the great live shows, all of it brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. We're going to finish up now with the coverage of the Ohio uh, derailment. Halfway through this hour, we'll be joined by Jose Vega. I want to open up the phone lines, um, but obviously you're going to have to hold while we uh, talk to Jose Vega, and then we'll take your calls throughout the last hour of this show. Uh, take a lot of phone calls this uh, the last hour as well. We'll go ahead and open up the phone lines right now, 1-877-789-2539, 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call now at American Journal. You can call in about anything. doesn't have to be about the train derailment, but that has obviously been our, our main topic today. But let's, let's finish it off with this. In fact, uh, Gateway Pundit has a, uh, a couple good articles on this, and uh, this is one of them. The real victim, Democrats complain about Republican attacks on Sneaky Pete following Ohio train disaster. The Ohio train derailment disaster has shown how utterly useless Sneaky Pete is as a transportation secretary, yet most of his Democratic supporters see him as the real victim in all of this. Poor Mayor Pete. He's obviously the one who's hurt most here. You even have this story from the New York Post. Uh, Sneaky Pete tells uh, – Sneaky Pete rep tells aggressive reporter to turn off camera at Ohio uh, derail site. This is obviously Savannah Hernandez who called into us live to discuss this exact event after it happened yesterday. You can go find that video on Bandai Video if you haven't seen it yet. But again, it was like nothing aggressive about it. She's just saying there like, uh, why didn't you come for two weeks? Do you really still think that 1,000 train derailments a year is no big deal? And there's like, uh, I don't want to be filmed. And she's just like, okay, so why'd you wait 20 days? <laughs> like, it's not aggressive at all, just asking questions. And they're just like, oh, no. There were people asking us questions about the giant catastrophe we caused and then ignored. Oh, no. Oh, dear. You can't ask us questions. We were allowed to poison your entire town for the foreseeable future, but don't ask us questions about it. That hurts our feelings. Incredible. And, of course, th- there's no reason. So just to, just to sum up here. The Trump rule change in 2018 had literally nothing to do with the Norfolk Southern train. It was not the reason it crashed. It would not have affected the train in question. It's a complete baseless talking point by the left to deflect from their failure and what they caused. Even if it was caused by Trump, which it wasn't, I remind you, they're still using it as an excuse to, A, say that the people of East Palestine don't even deserve help at all because they voted for Trump, even though Trump had nothing to do with this, and B – it's why they denied emergency service and waited 20 days to even address the issue from the federal level. And also it's a Republican talking point to point out the insane hypocrisy and just open disdain that the Biden administration shows for the American people by flying to Ukraine to sign checks for Zelensky rather than taking care of the people who are who have been chemical attacked in their own country, chemically attacked in their own country. So let's go to Pete Buttigieg here. Here's him talking about why he waited so long before showing up. In retrospect, should you have come a little sooner? So, again, uh, in terms of the timing of the visit, I'm trying to strike the right balance, uh, allowing NTSB to play its role, but making sure we're here in that show of support. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to strike the right balance. Actually, my failure to show up for 20 days um, is evidence of how responsible I am. I wanted to show up earlier. I really did. And I had, I just suppressed my own heroic emotion 
um, to do what's right, which ironically makes me more of a hero, actually. So you're welcome. You're welcome. I had the, I had the self-control and dignity to not help the people of East Palestine, Ohio, and you know, allow some other lesser organization to cover it up for a little while before I ever showed up. If he got there any sooner, he could have gotten poisoned. Uh, yeah, that's actually probably true. That actually probably has to do with the reason that they didn't show up. That's a very good point. And uh, by the way, Gateway Pundit also has a timeline of uh, what they did instead of going and helping East Palestine over the last 20 days. And uh, it's black tie dinners, uh, watching the Super Bowl, giving speeches where he blamed white people for lynching black people, an event that hasn't occurred in 40 years. That's what they did. Oh, and went to Ukraine. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Everything is heating up across the board, folks. We're rapidly charging towards just all-out nuclear war. Full-fledged conflict by competing alliances of world powers. And you can see all the headlines point towards this. China becoming more aggressive in their demand that the war end while also not uh, completely uh, denying the fact that they may supply weapons to uh, Russia. While meanwhile, you know, you've got You've got stories that say Netanyahu preparing for an attack on Iran's nuclear facilities. You also had explosions at a nuclear site in Iran uh, today, earlier today. And you really can't say that we are in any way like sleepwalking towards war. That's a, that's a phrase that's com- commonly used, especially like in World War I or something. And, you know, when you see things happen like this, in real life, in real time, it really makes you question your entire perception of the, the previous wars that came about. So obviously the perception of World War I was always like they had no idea how bad it was going to be. They, had, they were unused to and, and not ready for the advancement of military technology, so they're still using old tactics and expected this to be a short, like, violent but pretty typical war and then with – trench warfare and the foxholes like it was just a they, they didn't know what they were doing they didn't know what they were getting into they didn't realize the quagmire they were starting truly have to ask didn't did they not did they not know did they not know what they were getting into because our leadership knows perfectly well what we're getting into with russia and ukraine they know perfectly well what the stakes are what it could eventually spiral into they're doing it anyway and we can't stop them we, we just cannot stop them no matter how hard we try we get called uh, russian agents and, and that's you know, ties into what I was talking about in the in the first hour. Just another one of these, just things that they fling out there. And again, it's almost like they, it's like a self defense mechanism. Almost, it's hard to explain. I'm trying to think of a good metaphor for it because it's like you know, it's the type of thing that they should they should be worried about. They should have to care about. But because it's inconvenient, they give them this excuse to just not care at all, right? So when somebody points out how America helped to bring about the war in Ukraine, 
how the war in Ukraine has no strategic purpose for us, how NATO's expansion is at the heart of the issue, how Putin is not a psychopathic madman as they're portraying him to be. All of these things would be very anxiety-causing for Democrats to have to actually think about and consider. So they're like given this gift. They're going, no, no, you don't have to think about that. Just say Russian agent. Just say you're a propagandist of Putin, and now you don't have to listen to those people or consider what they're saying. Not that what they're saying is wrong, and here's we've considered it, and here's what's right. They just give you a word, a phrase, an idea that means you don't have to think about it anymore. You're welcome. So we're, we're, we're not sleepwalking towards nuclear war and, and World War III. We are charging headlong into it because the, the reins of our vehicle have been grasped by people who want that outcome. So that's what they're bringing about with everything they've got. Now we'll go out to your uh, phone calls here. We, we do have more to talk about with the war in Ukraine, including with our guest coming up, Jose Vega, who is doing what really like – I was going to say thousands, maybe hundreds. I'll be, I'll be reasonable here. More than one. But that more than one person should be doing. He's the only one I've seen do it so far. But I think like two or more people should probably, in a, in a country of 350 million, maybe more than one person should be going up to their congressmen during town halls and demanding an investigation into the Nord Stream pipeline. And demanding peace talks with Ukraine, demanding that we no longer send blank checks to Zelensky the Gremlin in exchange for absolutely nothing. Maybe we shouldn't be covering the pensions for Ukrainian citizens when we can – we're $30 trillion in debt. That we shouldn't be continuing the process that has in a single year halved the Ukrainian population. Half the people in Ukraine are not in the country anymore. Half of them. They're either dead or they fled and are gone and probably won't be welcome back. I mean, it's truly insane. Truly, truly insane that it's so far I've seen videos of one person, Jose Vega, and he'll be on a little bit later today. In fact, in just a couple segments. But until then, we're going to take your phone calls. In the meantime, prebiotic fiber. I know I've been talking about it for a while, but that's because it's restocked back in stock for the first time in years. It's a product that people asked about for a long time. Sort of happens like it'll be a product, it'll be really popular, it'll sell out. Then people start calling in going, ah, you you ran out, when are you going to get some back? And it's like, ah, it's coming, it's coming. And then like those calls kind of fall off and then it's back and it's here. And uh, so if you've been waiting for this, if if you remember this product fondly from years gone by, uh, you know, Fear not. It's back. It's back in stock. It's 40% off. You can really amp up your body's probiotic potential with this prebiotic fiber. The US FDA recommends adults get at least 25 grams of fiber per day, but between stress, time, lack of nutrition, fiber tends to be left behind. Others will use expensive supplements that have cheap prebiotic, prebiotics and loads of chemicals. That's why our team is worked hard to bring back prebiotic fiber, our most advanced formula yet. As a soluble fiber, Prebiotic fiber helps support your body and appetite control, promoting digestive balance, powering up your good cells, and supporting digestive balance. Our powerful natural formula is made with these ingredients, organic acacia fiber, organic apple fruit fiber, organic flaxseed, organic blueberry fruit fiber, and cranberry fruit fiber, all organic. 
So there's no better time to take advantage of your potential with a healthier natural formula. Get prebiotic fiber today from InfoWars Store and save big on this revolutionary formula. InfoWars Store prebiotic fiber now on sale, 40% off, keeps us on the air, keeps you as healthy as can be, and is really one of just the top fibers out there. Not only because the there's so much fiber and it's it's natural and good, but because we do not use any of the uh, bleaching or you know chemical intervention that other companies do. So the fiber, uh, you know, it's it's tasteless. It's just a powder that you can put into a smoothie or water or anything. It it really doesn't taste like anything. It doesn't dissolve right away. You have to stir it for a little bit. That's because the products that dissolve right away have been treated with things that denude and destroy the nutritional value of the product. So we don't do that. We give you the more natural version. So it's not quite as instant, but that's because it's better. Sometimes the better thing takes a little bit more time than the cheap, fast, less effective thing. So with that, let's go out to your phone calls. Drew in California has uh, a story, a crazy story apparently. Uh, thanks for calling in, Drew. You're on the air. All right. I wanted to call about this for a while. Now I can finally talk about it. So this is, uh, I guess, during the Trump years, um, I was driving home, trying to take my home-built, you know, 80% lower ARs to go get fixed. And how the hell are you supposed to go get it fixed unless you drive it to the store, right? So I was trying to do everything correct. Long story short, I get pulled over. I get in trouble. And I have a lot of court, a lot of money problems, and uh, I go to jail. Um, when I was in the police car, I asked the policeman, what would you have done if I was an illegal or undocumented immigrant? He said, with a straight face, 100% serious, I would have to let you go. Uh, what? He would. He would have. He said, "I would have let you go." Even if you. Okay. All right. We're we're gonna have to get into this. You stay on the line, Drew. Because I want because I want to hear about this. I, I want to get to the bottom of this. I want to know what the laws you were being charged with breaking, and if an illegal broke those same laws, they would have let him go. And I'm, I'm that is a crazy story. I'm confused, Drew. So we're gonna get back on the other side and. Uh, at the bottom of this. Don't go anywhere first. It's hard to believe that we're already going into March 2023. And the world is an insane place. World War III has already started. Biden is a puppet and is dissolving our borders. There's mass censorship. James O'Keefe's been removed from Project Veritas. The list goes on and on of the bad things that are happening. But the good things that are happening is humanity is really accelerating its awakening. But those of us on the forefront are under more attack by the establishment than ever. That's why I'm counting on you to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, and keep the broadcast on the air by getting great products at InfoWarsTore.com. And whether it's a final signed copy, they're almost all sold out, or the great reset in the war for the world, or Ultimate Bone Broth, finally back in stock after over two years, it's all available at InfoWarsTore.com. These are truly amazing products. So get your InfoWars products at InfoWarsTore.com and enrich your life while keeping the broadcast on the air. It is your decision on whether or not we stay on air, so please take action now at InfoWarsTore. Our world is so full of hype. 
We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Uh, Drew in California has called in about getting pulled over in a bizarre statement from the police officer. So what what were you arrested for, Drew? Uh, let's put Drew back on the uh, on the line. Hold on, Drew. We got to connect you again. Hi, right, Drew. You're on the air. Um, what exactly were you arrested for? All right. So I got pulled over for speeding, even though people were doing like. 15, 20 miles an hour faster than me. They just singled me out, pulled me over. They ended up searching my car. I had my two 80% lowers fully put together, and I was taking them to a gun shop to get California legal. And um, so I end up getting in the cop car. I comply with them completely in everything. I probably should have shut up, but everything I said actually did help me in court because I was doing everything by the book. And uh, so we're in the cop car, and then as soon as he said that, I went belligerent. Uh, He said, I asked him, Second Amendment shall not be infringed, blah, blah, blah. What if I was an undocumented immigrant? He's like, I would have to let you go. So then I got down to so the wait, station, wait, so, so even, and I was telling so, the, on, the cops. Hold on, hold on, hold on. E- even if the illegal immigrant had correct the same, did you ask him why? Like, why? Why would that be the case? I don't understand. He wouldn't talk after that, and then they wouldn't use the um, the video from the the cop car as evidence. They did not use a a, a second of it in court. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so I have two felonies, and I'm not allowed to own any firearms until I get that handled. So that's uh, California for you. And then one other note, real I'll make it real quick about the train derailment. I've went through a lot of stuff. Um, I've had uh, borium, strontium, uranium. Uh, all these heavy metals in my body, my liver was at 20% working capacity. I was as white as a ghost. It took over a year to get my blood cleaned out, and it was hell on earth. I don't know what is going to happen to people in Ohio and going down this, the rivers and everything, but they're in for a 
a big awakening, whether you're Democrat, Republican, or whatever, it is going to tear up people's bodies, dude. What was your process for getting healthy again? Uh, it took about fifteen thousand uh, dollars. A holistic doctor, um, just a lot of vitamins, old school bloodletting, and uh, herbs and extracts, all natural. Interesting. All right. Well, th- uh, thanks for the call, Drew. Uh, g- you know, good luck with your. Um Legal issues, just another another victim of thank the. Thank you for uh, taking my regime. call, man. Of course, thank you so much for for calling in. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, I want to go now to. I actually want to go to Lisa in Arizona, line number one, because this was a story that we covered yesterday. So called Trank, a new drug. It's not even really a new drug. It's a because they're not selling Trank. What they're doing is cutting fentanyl and heroin with Trank, which is actually called Xylaxine. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, which is a veterinary drug. Lisa, you are a retired vet tech and have knowledge about this. What do you know about this new uh, uh, substance that's being spread on the street that makes you, I mean, the, the stories that we've heard, it literally makes your flesh start rotting off of your body while you're alive, like a zombie. What do you know yes, about this, hey, Lisa? You're on the air. Uh, good morning. Uh, good morning, Harrison. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to let you know I absolutely adore you and uh, – you are the first thing that I turn on in the morning when I get up. So I love your show. Um, Thank you. Anyway, so yeah, I just want to talk about that. It's actually pronounced xylazine. And okay. um, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, a, it's an old veterinary drug. It's been around for a while. And what we use it for in vet med is if we have a short procedure that we need to do, um, we, we don't use it in cats. It's actually toxic to cats. But we use it mostly in dogs and large animals. So if we have, like, a, a short procedure that we need to do um, on a dog or if we have a dog that fractures and we, you know, can't really get near it, we usually give it by intramuscular injection. And um, what the drug does, it, it, it's, it's a sedative, but it will it'll drop the heart rate uh, pretty significantly. And... When we're done with the procedure, we give something called antecedent, which is a reversal. Mm. So as soon as we're done, we'll we'll give the same amount of antecedent, either IM or IV, and it'll wake the animal right up. So it's 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 really used for like a, like a short procedure or something that we need to get done quickly. Um, it will make them vomit. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's an, it's an old drug and it's just mind boggling that they're even starting in with this stuff now. Like they started with, they had the ketamine, uh, they're playing with the propofol. So it's like all these veterinary drugs now that these, you know, these, these drug addicts are starting to mess around with. Um, it's, it's nasty. It's, 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 it's a very, it's just not a, not for humans, well, <laughs> for uh, animals. Right, and and, yeah. uh, and obviously that's why there's no laws against you know it's not treated as like right. a Schedule One drug or whatever. So I right. I would I would right. assume that would make it kind of easy for people to right. get it. Like if you yep. if you have somebody who's a vet, they can just order it for you under yep. the table kind of thing. Yep, it's so, kept on the shelf, so to say. So we we okay. don't we don't keep it in locked up in the safe. Mm. So and, it's, right. it's an old drug. So it's yeah, it's it's not you know if if we need to if we need to get an animal down real quick, you know we'll reach for that. And give them a quick IM injection and get them down. And so, so, so it's I, I not wonder. Controlled. One of the things that we read about it was that uh, it doesn't respond because obviously it has sort of the same sedative effects as the drugs it's being mixed with. Fent- you know, the way fentanyl kills you, right? Yeah. It slows down your breathing yeah. until you essentially, yep. Yep. you know, die or, or your heart uh, yep. slows down. 
it does the same thing, but it doesn't respond to Narcan, Narcan or no. some of the other things. But no. but the drug that you mentioned to bring the the dogs back up would that be something that now you know ER um, or EMTs would have to carry no, around with them? That is that's strictly for animal medicine. It's it's an antecedent, and mm. and the xylazine. It's like actually the the brand name is Rompum. So the xylazine and the antecedent, they're used in conjunction, and that's just no. It's it's not like like you know we use. Um, we use, like we'll use um, fentanyl. Say like if we have like a total hip replacement or a total knee replacement, or like a like a large fracture repair or a thoracotomy or something like that. Well, we, you know when when I worked for um, orthopedic specialists, we would actually have the fentanyl patches that we would put on the animal post surgery. Mm. Um, I don't even know if they're even doing that anymore. So we would have to have the owner bring the animal back to remove the patch. Because, you know, we were afraid if it ended up in the garbage or, you know, what would happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's so, so powerful. Right. Wow. So well, all, of these veter- all of these veterinary drugs that, um, you know, we use on animals, now it's, it's like a thousand times harder now for these vets to get these drugs because of, you know, what people are using it for now. So. Well. It's, uh, it's horrible. It's very interesting. Thank you so much for for calling in. I, I really appreciate that. I love when I love when people call in with the uh, actually know what they're talking about, not just reading articles, but real life experience. That's why we open up the phone lines, folks. We'll get back to your phone calls in about uh, thirty minutes. We're going to be welcoming Jose Vega to the show on the other side. I do want to remind you, just got this note: Ultimate Fish Oil. It's back in stock, fifty percent off at InfoWarsStore.com. You know this sells out fast, so go now to InfoWarsStore.com. Fifty percent off, half price on Ultimate Fish Oil, probably, probably one of those talk, uh, uh, popular uh, substances that anybody takes, supplements that anybody takes. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word praying for the broadcast and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great physio magnesium product, or whether it's down and out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. UN Security Council had a meeting yesterday, and Ray McGovern spoke to it. He is a former member of the CIA, and he testified in support of Seymour Hersh's article on the United States bombing Nord Stream pipeline. 
If it is proven that the United States bombed the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, as has been asserted by Seymour Hersh and his article, will you call for the United States to acknowledge and admit that that was an act of war against Germany and Russia. And I'm asking this because this may be the only way to prevent the rest of us from being killed in a thermonuclear war. And I don't want to be fried. Don't you think the media should be reporting on whether or not this is true? And don't you think you should be inquiring into whether or not this is true? Well, thank you for the question. Uh, One, I've got no information to suggest uh, that the United States was involved in bombing the Nord Stream pipeline. Because he would have, you would have, you would have been, you weren't briefed on it. Sir, sir, you got your chance to ask a question. You You weren't given information because he explicitly says you weren't briefed on it. Shouldn't you inquire? So here's what I'll say. All right, folks, we showed that video yesterday in full. And today we welcome that questioner, citizen journalist Jose Vega to the show. Jose Vega is an activist out of New York who you'll recognize from these videos where he confronts scumbag politicians over their hypocrisy, as well as other topics like the war in Ukraine. He's a contributor to the YouTube channel Declaring Independence. That's the name of the channel. And you can follow him on Twitter at Jose B. Uh, Triggett, uh, J-O-S-B-T-R-I-G-G-A, and he joins us today. Thank you so much for joining us, Jose. Uh, thank you for having me. Glad to be on. Oh, I just want to say uh, thank you for what you do. I, we saw that video. Of course, we saw you confronting the other congressmen. Uh, that video was just absolutely incredible. So uh, thank you and congratulations for making such a big splash and doing something that, God, I wish there were more people doing. Uh, why did you decide to do this? Well, I, really, for that reason, I want other people to start doing this, too. That's that's honestly my um, my goal. You know, I saw you know, I see injustice happening. I want to expose it. You know, I, it really it goes back to the civil rights, you know, with the bus boycotts. Right. Uh, people like to come after me because, I, you know, I have different political beliefs. I'm part of the Schiller Institute and I'm also part of the LaRouche organization. You know, somebody that Alex Jones has talked about before, way back in the 90s. But. You know, when people saw the bus boycotts happening, they saw an injustice happening. They didn't rush to join the NAACP. They said, whoa, something's going on here. I want to address the abuse and the injustice, and I want to do something right. And then they did it, and then they went back to being a store clerk. Mm. That's all it was, and that's what I want to do, address injustice, expose it, and get other people to do it too. Well, see, this is – and this is sort of exactly why I wanted – so, our, okay, our interests are in line in this respect is I also want to inspire more people to do stuff like this. I was joking earlier in the show. I was like, I want there to be thousands. I'd love for there to be tens of thousands of people doing this. But hey, how about more than one? How about more than just Jose Vega is is confronting congressmen uh, about this, congresspeople about this? So I don't even know what your politics are. I don't really care because this isn't about politics. It's about trying to avoid a thermonuclear war. Uh, and, and can't we come together over that? Like, I don't care what you're, if you're welfare or healthcare. Can we just get through the nuclear hellfire threat first and then we can maybe hash some of that stuff out? I mean, isn't this something that all Americans should be able to come together on? Oh, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, what you'll find interesting is that um, if we actually succeed in ending the war in Ukraine, which I think will require dismantling stuff like the CIA, mm-hmm. ending NATO and ending American imperialism, what you're going to find is that a lot of these divisions are going to come down because a lot of it is artificial. You know, the media loves to divide us on petty issues and stuff. And that whole apparatus has to fall down, too. And when we have we and we are all on the ground floor again, we're all in the foundation and we can actually talk to each other. We'll see. Well, wait a minute. We actually all believe, you know, relatively we all want the same thing, which is just to be able to raise our families in a healthy way, educate our kids and ensure that there's a bright future for the country. 
And we won't have that apparatus of the media dividing us one way or another. And I think that's part of the reason why people have to stand up, because if you want to stand up against thermonuclear war, that requires taking down the, quote, deep state, as people like to refer it as, Mm -hmm. but also taking down the CIA and the Mickey Matt apparatus, like Ray McGovern likes to say. Mm. I I completely could not agree more. I mean, these are the people that got us into it. But isn't it kind of isn't it kind of perfect that. Uh, you know, for the rally against war, a uh, rally against the war machine, the big rally that took place in Washington, D.C. last weekend, you had socialists and libertarians coming together to oppose war. Meanwhile, war for Ukraine seems to be one of the only things that the people in power will agree on across the aisle. Republicans and Democrats both agree we have to unquestioningly give everything for however long it takes for the war in Ukraine. I mean, this is kind of perfect, isn't it? It doesn't matter what the political divide is. You've got the the regular people on the bottom saying no war and the, the elites on top saying we agree we, there needs to be war. It's like it's a weird like allyship that we're finding here. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, and look, thermonuclear war. I don't think anybody wants to be blown up and fried. I guess maybe if you're a nihilist or something, maybe then you might want to be blown up. But look, you're right. The political elite have no problem allying with the left and right. Right. You know, they like to play up. Oh, you know, wait, those stupid Republicans. Oh, those Mm -hmm. dumb Democrats. And yet it's like, oh, no, but we both agree we do need war. We definitely need (laughs) lots and lots of war. And that's that's something we can all agree on. It's like, why is it that we can't find the strength to do that? Because it's manufactured division against us, because if we did come together against this war, as we're doing, as the Sunday rally proves uh, that we can unite together to, to, to fight against the stupid war machine, then we will win. We are already successful just because we can unite people. And there are people who are trying to, of course, smear it and smear our attempts and stuff, uh, saying that, well, you know, this this was like a, a hate speech, white supremacist rally. It wasn't that at all. Absurd. So. Totally absurd. I, yeah. I mean, but my next question for you is how much is Vladimir Putin paying you, sir? You're clearly a Russian oh. agent like like everybody who doesn't like wars are Russian agent. But these are the talking points they they spring at you. Uh, I'm sure you've been you've been called a Russian propagandist. I've been called everything. I've been called an extreme left. I've been called extreme right. I've been called a, a Kremlin bot, you know, <laughs> what for speaking the truth now? What are we? We're back in the McCarthyite era of times when you can't get up and speak the truth anymore without being labeled some kind of Russian agent. You know, it's amazing how history rhymes because this is just like in the 50s, right? Where if you if you said, hey, I don't think we should be in this Cold War. Oh, whoa, whoa, Russian, Russian agent here. You know, uh, uh, McCarthy, come and take him to jail. I mean, that's where we are now. Sure. Or the or the I mean, the similarities between the war in Vietnam and the war in Ukraine are so uh, like obvious, you know, if you just what I was just watching the Ken Burns documentary on Vietnam, and it's like, holy crap, we're going through exactly the same thing again. And of course, then they use that division to further their agenda as as well. They go, well, you're either on the side of the the troops in America, or you're a, a damn dirty hippie that you know deserves to be you know have dogs sicked on him. So I think you're exactly right. Uh, I want to ask you. We're about to go to well, we'll go to commercial break in a second. We'll come back with uh, Jose Vega, uh, and of course, you can follow Jose on Twitter. J O S B T R I G G A is the um, is the the handle there. You tweeted yesterday that you may or may not have lost your job for being too political. Yeah. What is? Can I get an update on that? Did you lose your job over this? Yeah, sure. So I can't I can't say too much. I was in between jobs and then I got the opportunity to start something new. Um, and again, I mean, I signed an NDA, you know, because it's standard stuff when you get hired. Yeah. Um, so I can't say who or what it was. But basically, it just boiled down to 
uh, hey, we also have to do a routine background check. No problem, I said. And then, you know, the morning I was supposed to come in on my first day, they said, uh, you know, actually, uh, there's a conflict of interest. So maybe it's better if we don't proceed. So, you know, that's, that's how it happens. And again, it just you you just go wait for a opposing war for pre- oh maybe was it because you opposed war or was it because you were less than respectful to our honored congressman like right is this not America can you not ask a congressman a question without losing your job I, I think that's just totally ridiculous I I would just hope that it doesn't dissuade anybody from standing up because uh, and I hope uh, you know people know their 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 rights you know it is illegal to get fired from a job for your political views but i technically wasn't hired just yet so i have no legal recourse so you know a loophole yeah well uh, you know i i hope that you continue doing this i hope you make a career out of doing this and so you know losing job turns out to be a a blessing in disguise because you can be hugely successful and make a positive change uh that you may not have been able to at your other job so i I think there's a sun on the horizon we'll be right back with jose vega on the other side really doing heroic stuff we need ten thousand jose vegas at least maybe ten thousand in every city is that not possible there aren't ten thousand people in a city of five million that don't want to be destroyed in a nuclear holocaust i'm a humble person and i want to say that i'm just a man but i'm not just a man just like you no matter what color you are whether you're a man or a woman you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. And that's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsTore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a 1,000 left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsTore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I'm going to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate them to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you, and thank you for your support. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been one year since the war in Ukraine got into motion and Russia invaded. One year of money being taken out of our pockets, uh, pushing ever towards that ultimate conflict of 
nuclear catastrophe in World War III. We've covered it daily on this program as lines are being drawn between China and Russia and Iran and Israel and America and the Western hegemony. And it seems like our leadership is doing nothing but driving us headlong into this catastrophe. And we're doing everything we can to expose this and expose the the causes. You have to go back in the history. You have to project forward into the future. It's a complicated issue, but it's not really at the end of the day. We want peace. We want diplomacy. It's actually not that difficult. Uh, With me is a citizen activist, Jose Vega. He has made waves recently, got a couple viral videos because he has done the American thing and actually demanded of his representatives that they do something to prevent this headlong rush into world war. And I'm very happy to welcome Jose Vega once again on Twitter at J-O-S-B-T-R-I-G-G-A. You're also on YouTube uh, with a channel called Declaring Independence. Uh, what do you do on that YouTube channel? What, what can people find if they search Declaring Independence on YouTube? Yeah, well, you know, the idea was after my friend Kynan and myself did the very viral AOC intervention back in October. Oh, that, we wanted, I, that we were, was you? I didn't even realize yeah. that was you. Okay, all right. I'm more familiar with your work than I realized. <laughs> yeah. After awesome. we did that and, and she called us right-wingers, Putin bots, whatever, you know, we didn't want to feel restricted or limited to talk to, to anybody, you know. I like Jimmy Dore's work and I like what Brianna uh, Joy Gray does on The Rising. And I also appreciate what comes out of InfoWars. You know, I used to be a big Alex Jones head. And so we said we are going to be independent. We want to be able to talk to anybody and not have to answer for it because we are independent. And so we are declaring independence. And and we talked to Scott Ritter, Senator Richard Black, super far leftist, super far right people, anybody. And that's mm-hmm. what you'll find, interviews with people who are really cool from all sides of the political spectrum. It, it, that's honestly what we need. I mean, we have a much bigger enemy to worry about than our next door neighbor who differs to, uh, on us on, on tax policy or whatever. There are people in power right now. They're doing everything they can to manufacture the conflict, take advantage of the conflict, bankrupt us for this conflict. I mean, the number of things, the energy crisis. I mean, this war has just been a disaster. And of course, you're the, the topics that you were questioning, specifically Hakeem Jeffries and the other congressman there in New York uh, from the Bronx, right, or from, from Brooklyn. Um, the Torres, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about the Nord Stream pipeline bombing. Seymour Hirsch has come out with an article that is not vague. It's not uh, a guess. He says very clearly, people told me this is how it was done. We bombed the Nord Stream pipeline. It was a program by Biden carried out by divers from the Navy. I mean, he's not he's not mincing words when he says exactly how it happens. I mean, how can people not get behind this? I, I'm, I'm honestly baffled why there aren't more people like you and why people are not wondering about the fact that our country essentially committed a ecological terrorist attack against a country we're not at war with that's nuclear I- armed. What's going on? I hear you. And like, you know, I've even had conversations with people who are super, you know, anti-Ukraine, don't want this funding horse saying, well, I just don't know, you know, if I can trust one anonymous source. And I tell them, look, in these interventions, I think it's sensible for every American to just ask for an inquiry. And that's what I yep. do. You know, I went after Torres and I said, shouldn't you be investigating if this is at least true? And I said the same thing to Jeffrey. Shouldn't you be investigating if it's true? Now, I happen to believe it is completely true. Right. And I don't know if it's true. But I believe it's true. And there should at least be an investigation because Cy Hirsch's credibility and credentials, you know, earned that. It's like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe we should actually look into this because, look, there's no reason for Russia to have done it. Right. The Swedes won't release their surveillance footage. And Ray McGovern and Jeffrey Sachs, yes, a couple days ago at the U.N. Security Council testified to the U.N. 
saying this exact same thing. This thing seems pretty damn credible. And Ray McGovern is ex-CIA, yeah. right? And Jeffrey Sachs said, oh, you know, they're, they're two authoritative sources. They said, yeah, this thing seems pretty plausible. It should be investigated as to whether or not it's true. So I would just tell my American friends, go to your congressman, whether you believe it or not, and just ask, look, it's pretty concerning. I'd like for you to look into it. At the very least, right? At the very least. And of course, as you point out, just logically, if you think about it, who benefits, who has the capability to pull it off? There's really only one answer. Uh, Seymour Hersh's article is really just the confirmation for what I think logical people, sort of the conclusion they came to already. One thing I really appreciated about your interventions, the questions you were asking is you weren't aggressive in the sense that you know, I would tell people, eh, you know, that's not a good look. Like you were aggressive in a controlled, you're passionate. You were, you refused to be, you know, blown off and just told, oh, well, you know, you don't know what I know. So stop asking questions. So you were, you were aggressive, but in a, in a peaceful way, you know what I'm trying to say? I wish more people would, would do that, not just ask the question and then meekly accept the answer, but challenge the person and say, well, hold on. That's a lie. Why don't you tell me the truth now? Um, how do you, like, what advice would you have for people that maybe see what you do, are inspired, want to do this, uh, but also maybe like are worried that they're either going to, you know, start yelling and get attacked? Like, how do you how do you prepare for this uh, for this type of thing when you it's, go and question somebody? It, it, it is difficult, and I will say I do regret the profanity. You know, I I mean, I am from the Bronx. You know, and, <laughs> I understand and, it and, honestly. And I, I I curse like a sailor sometimes, but. You know, I, I and, and thank you, you know, for saying you understand it. But no, I do think that the profanity should not it should be kept to an absolute minimum uh, for one, because, you know, in one sense, I kind of did lose control when he said, I'm going to reaffirm our commitment to Ukraine. And I say mm-hmm. that effing BS. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. But I will say to people like use the anger and try and direct it and control it to stay on topic. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you don't want to just go off on the guy. You want to make sure that you're bringing attention to your topic, you, and which in this case is the Cy Hirsch revelations and the fact that we're all going to end up in thermonuclear war because your anger is justified. Right. And I will say people have asked me, like, well, what happens to you afterwards? Do you get arrested? The answer is no, you don't get arrested as long as you get escorted out. If they ask you for your ID, you legally don't have to give it to them. I had a cop tell me, like, well, you're supposed to carry around state ID. And I said, you don't even know if I have it or not. So, you know, don't don't try and don't try and don't try and intimidate me. It's, I got my first and fourth amendment right. You tell them that. And if you get in jail, you call me. I'll figure out how to get you out. See, and, so. and the, this is why this is why it's an info war, right? You've got it. You were armed with information going in there. You knew your stuff. You knew about the Seymour Hirsch article. You knew about Nord Street. Like you're armed with that. So they can't just, you know, use rhetoric to confuse and, and disarm you you know, again, metaphorically, yeah. uh, and also you're armed with information about your rights as an American citizen. So you aren't able to be influenced or, or talked down to or intimidated by the police. I mean, you, you really are an info warrior, uh, honestly, in, in, in its most uh, pure sense. Again, I want more people to do this. What, what do you want people to know as to how they can also get involved in trying to prevent this war? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I call these things interventions because you're intervening on your politicians, but there are many ways to do it. Like, look, I'll be honest, Torres, you know, was taking questions and you'll see that, too. I didn't interrupt him or anything. He did call on me mm-hmm. to uh, take a question. Right. You don't always have to be loud and disruptive. You can calmly ask a question and persist. Um, what I would say is, look, sign up to your local congressman's uh, town, uh, email list because they like to advertise when they're coming, especially if you live in areas that don't have popular congressmen. Right. Like, who the heck knew who Richie Torres was before I intervened on him, right? Mm -hmm. He's a congressman at the end of the day. People knew who Hakeem Jeffries was. But 
That's the thing. The smaller congressmen think they're okay. And when you hit them with the question and then you make it public on social media, you put the pressure on all of them. So sign up to their local emails, um, go on like Eventbrite, and then just type in political events near me. You will be surprised what you see. It is amazing. And then arm yourself with a camera, with a camera. Don't arm yourself with anything else. <laughs> right, just the camera. Non-violent. Just uh, the camera and a microphone. And, you know, and, and if you're by yourself, just hold up your camera like this horizontally. Try not to shake around. Be firm and calm with what you say, you know. And then if you get dragged out, you get dragged out. If you feel satisfied with the answer, like if they surprise you and say, actually, we are going to look into it, then let it go. Get that on camera and then hold them accountable afterwards. But if you're not happy with the answer, you have a right to tell them what you think because you are the constituent at the end of the day. You tell them what to do. They don't tell you. 100 percent. And if they can convince you to, to stay quiet in this, then, uh, you know, we've lost what America is really supposed to be about. I mean, honestly, what, what you do is so, so American to me, demanding that our congressmen um, you know, be held to account for this. And the fact that you sometimes get dragged away or the fact that they refuse to answer you or brush you off, that's so un-American to me. It's, it's vile, honestly, the way these people uh, treat people who have very simple, reasonable questions, even reasonable anger about the fact that they're driving us towards this conflict. Just incredible stuff, really, really again. And I, I look I look forward to your next interventions uh, eagerly. I had no idea you were uh, the one who interrupted AOC back then. So, again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bigger fan of your work than I even realized. Oh. Uh, Jose Vega, activist out of New York, on Twitter at J-O-S-B-T-R-I-G-G-A, where he uh, really you know keeps up with, with all this sort of stuff. And you also have on there posted the full speech by Ray McGovern where he discusses not just Cy Hirsch's credibility, but in contrast, the not credible people who are asking him questions fantastic stuff thank you so much uh for coming on declaring independence on youtube youtube jose vega thanks for being with us today thank you for having me awesome and go for dan crenshaw if you're in texas i'm tired of <laughs> yeah. him he talked too damn much i know yeah during during the break jose was saying you know you have some neocons down there too it's like oh we know well we're very aware of <laughs> who represents us uh in texas and we we are not big fans of it uh thanks for joining us uh, jose we'll be back with the third hour on the other side Humanity is in a fight for its very life. And InfoWars, for decades, has been at the very forefront of the fight for a pro-human future. We can't stay on air without your help. And I want to thank you all for your past support. And I want to encourage those of you that have never bought products at InfoWarsStore.com to go there and experience how amazing these products really are. Ultimate Bone Broth, finally, sold out for over two years, back in stock. Real Red Pill Plus, simply amazing. Nitric boosts what it does for your heart cardiovascular critical all these products like ultimate krill oil ultimate fish oil super Mill vitality they're all available and in stock ready to ship to you right down infowarsstore.com and the final 1200 signed copies of my book the great reset and the war for the world and i'm not going to sign any more after that are exclusively available at infowarsstore.com as well in the last month i got a little busy so i didn't sign the books so we didn't have them for sale but now i signed the last books you can get them right now